Hello, Beaver fans. Welcome back. It's another episode. I still am working on a name, but right now we're calling it the Damn Cast because it's kind of a play on the Damn podcast, but it's live social distancing here. But it's been a project I've wanted to do for a long time. But time kind of flies by with football season, so it's given me some time to go back. I've been running Beaver Blitz since 2006. It's crazy. Time is flying. Wow. And I still feel like I'm 30, but I'm not. <laughs> but it's been fun. I'm going to go back and just talk with former players. And we're going to kind of see how they're doing, see what they're doing, um, and just, you know, see if they're still I, – I can tell our next guest actually is still connected because I can see his jersey hanging behind him. But I'm super excited <laughs> to bring on one of my favorite players that I've covered during this past 14 years, quarterback Cody Vaz, who played uh, 2009 to 2013. Is that right? Are my notes right, Cody? Yes, correct. I can't believe that's already almost seven years ago, but Gosh. thanks for making me feel a little old. Yeah, it's a year old, old too, but yeah. you're not as old as me. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's just jump into it. Quarterback, um, like I said, one of my favorite players of all time. I, I want to ask, we'll, we'll get into your favorite game. I, I have a feeling I might know which is your favorite game, but <laughs> I don't know because you had some good ones. Um, but let's just kind of talk about where you're at, um, where you're living. Um, you're in your house, and I actually thought you were on vacation except for the jersey in the background. So where are you, Cody? <laughs> uh, I'm at my house. I'm in um, – we live in uh, Stockton, California. So my wife and I moved back here actually uh, about three years ago. So this is where I'm from. I was, I was born and raised in Lodi, um, just right down the road. So we lived in Portland for um, – what four or five years after um my wife and i graduated from oregon state is and she then, from oregon is your wife yes yeah she's okay. from uh she's from tualatin okay so we lived uh, we actually lived in west lynn for for a while and um that's where our our oldest daughter was born and then uh yeah we moved down here uh almost three years ago so we've been here for about three years i'm in sherwood not too far away from old tualatin yeah right down there yeah, it's a nice it's a beautiful area i mean we we miss it. We don't miss the rain, but yeah. I mean, we, we miss parts of it. And, um, but we're, we're glad to be here. It's, uh, nice to be back home. Yeah. And I knew your parents back when you played two of my favorite people in the whole world. I remember going to a couple tailgates, Stanford. I remember vividly taking my guys who were little teeny at the time. Um, it was a, um, Dylan Wynn and Cody Vaz family, uh, tailgate. Oh, the, I bet that was fun. Stanford. That was fun. They were, they were yeah. those parents, your parents and Dylan's parents were feeding my kids donuts, like oh, they no. out of style. <laughs> um, so let's, so you've been back to Lodi for three years. Are, you're in the family business now and kind of maybe get me up to speed. I know it's in the wine business, but mm -hmm. uh, what are you doing? Yeah. So um, we actually, so we've got a couple different businesses, but Lodi has uh, really taken off the last 10 years as a, um, as a big wine um, community, um, kind of second fiddle in a way to Napa. I mean, we're not too far from Napa, but um, that's what we do. We've got um, a trucking company. So we got Paul Vaz Trucking, which was founded by my grandfather um, in the 60s. And then over the time, that's that's kind of evolved into, we have uh, Vaz Brothers Warehouse, where we act as uh, like storage and logistics for um, a lot of the wineries around here. And then we also, um, have Vaz Mobile Bottling. So then we okay. do bottling as well for um, some of the wineries locally too. Okay, so like, so, would you go, um, so like take your equipment to the actual, so I think we're right down the road from Oregon wine country. And I think I've been, yeah. where like they actually have like the bottler there. They must rent it out, bottle mm -hmm. and then you guys take it back. 
Probably something similar to that. Okay. Yeah, we actually, so, um, I mean, if you've seen a normal 53 foot trailer, um, yeah. that's where the equipment is, is in. That's why it's considered mobile. So we, um, we can, you know, drive it in our trucks to different wineries, park it there, bottle at the facilities. And, um, and then it, it's, it's, it's easy for a lot of the smaller wineries cause they don't have, um, I don't want to get too into it, but they don't have tanks and, yeah. and yeah. whatnot at the larger facilities. So, um, yeah, so that's something right. that I, I work at the warehouse. So I, um, along with my dad, um, okay. oversee the warehousing operation and then, um, yeah, so it's, it, we, they've done a good job as far as growing the business and, um, and, uh, you know, kind of make helping it expand a little bit, especially the last few years. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. So I'm going to change gears a little bit because last July, I think it was, I was, I'll never forget it. I was at Sun River. My um, sister-in-law and her kids were in town. We went to Sun River for 4th of July and I see Nellie Cummings post on social media that you were in a battle for your life with mm -hmm. non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. It so was like a sucker um, punch to me. I, I remember sitting there at the pool and I just, I, I, it hit me really bad. I was kind of teared up and my husband looks at me and he's like, you. Eric's like, what's wrong? And I said, Cody Baz has cancer. Um, you look amazing. You want to just kind of oh, give us an update you. how you're yeah. doing? and. Yeah. So um, it, it's crazy. It already has been, it's been almost a year since okay. I was diagnosed with that. So June, never forget it, it was June 24th. Okay. Um, I was diagnosed with like you said, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, which is a blood cancer, is cancer of the immune system. Um, and I started, I was diagnosed and started chemo two days later. So um, it happened really fast. And it was, um, you know, it was, a, it was a tough time for, you know, me and my family. My, my youngest daughter was six weeks old when uh, we found that out. So I had to go through uh, six rounds of chemotherapy. Um, it was five days in the hospital, um, for, for chemo. So I spent a total of, I think, 31 days in the hospital over five months. And, um, shoot, I was, I, I had a good prognosis initially. Um, luckily it was the, the tumor I had was pretty big, but okay. it didn't really spread anywhere. It was only stage two. Okay. So, um, I ended up going through all the treatments and um, got my scans done and everything afterwards. And I was uh, cancer free. I was in remission and I actually just um, had my six month scan and blood work. And that was all clear as well. So Good. six months, Good. six months scan was clear and still cancer free. So just trying to put my head down and, you know, move forward with life. It's kind of, kind of sucks right now with yeah, being yeah. Uh, quarantined. I was kind of quarantined <laughs> for the last, you know, from, from June to November, but, um, yeah. you know, it's you have, good to be to any, kinda... you have to be careful. I mean, are, is, how's your immune system now? I mean, do you have to be careful with this to make sure you don't get exposed or are you kind of all clear right now? Um, I, to a certain extent, um, a little bit, all my blood work was, um, according to my oncologist was good. I'm not really at, uh, increased risk for infection or anything okay. like that. If I would have been going through chemo right yeah. now, then yeah, yeah, it would have been, I couldn't even imagine people going through that right now. It's yeah. Yeah. Scary. But, um, I still need to be a little bit careful, but, um, you know, I'm not, I'm working from home and, and being smart about it. And, yeah. How, how is working uh, yeah. from home? 
You got two little girls. It's, They're adorable. Yeah. I've seen pictures. <laughs> oh, thanks. So yeah, it's um, different. It, it's, it, yeah, it's definitely different. It's tough, um, but it's fun. I mean, we we make it work, my wife and I, and we we I have a good situation where I'm flexible with you know my my parents and my dad have helped me out a lot with you know as long as I'm you know being smart and healthy and and staying up on things at home and responding to people and. And stuff. I'm still here and able to, you know, watch uh, Frozen with my girls and <laughs> run around outside if they want to, and and all of that. So it's it's a unique situation, but yeah. you know, you just just like anything else, you got to make the most of it. And yeah, um, hopefully it's it's towards the end though. <laughs> yes, hopefully it's yeah. gonna change. Like I told you before we jumped on, I'm in my. I mean, I've worked from home since 2006, so. This, I'm in my little home office downstairs, and but now my husband's working from home. So I actually have been working on the laptop a ton. Like, it's a beautiful day outside right now, um, but I kicked him out. I said, you do your Zoom calls wherever, and I'll, I'll take over the office. So um, oh, nice. I've <laughs> been uh, kind of caved in here today. But So talk about, you know, when you were going through this battle, mm -hmm. did, did you feel, I, I know you tried to get the word out. I know you did some fundraising for the, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, you know, how did Beaver Nation, how did your, you know, how did they back you? Did you, you know, feel support? It was, um, I mean, I'm going to get emotional talking about it. It was very, um, it, it was overwhelming in a good way. It was unbelievable how much support that not only me, but my wife too, um, received from, from Beaver Nation and the amount of messages I got from people and, and donations that we received from, you know, people that, you know, know me from playing football, but they don't really know me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it, it was amazing. It really was. And, um, very, it's a very humbling experience to go through something like that, but knowing that you have that many people in your corner and that amount of support, I mean, it makes, it makes going through that a, a little more, you know, bearable and yeah, a little more yeah. easy to know that you have that kind of support. So who were you most was, surprised uh, with that you heard from? I mean, did you hear from, I mean, I'm guessing former teammates and coaches, obviously, but anybody surprise you that you heard from? Um, I'm not really surprised by, by anybody. I mean, I had a, a ton of guys who I played with, um, you know, sent me text messages and, and calls and, um, and stuff like that, but just the amount of people on, on social media and, Twitter and Facebook and thank you for getting the word out. I mean, yeah, yeah. if it wasn't for, for you, then we probably wouldn't even have gotten the amount of, you know, support that we did for, for it's this. And we ended, Oh, it is. And, and that was one thing, you know, going through it, my, my wife and I kind of sat down and we started it and we we're like, you know, how can we try to make good of this? Mm -hmm. You know, what can we do? And, um, that was something that she had found was the leukemia lymphoma society and they have a walk and fundraiser in sacramento so we said you know let's let's just do this and see where it goes and we ended up being the of any everybody for the sacramento area she was um she was second in the amount of wow. money that we raised she we raised over twenty thousand dollars that's awesome that's awesome for, um, and all, all the funds go to research for um for leukemia and lymphoma blood cancers so um, it was amazing how gracious people were with their donations and, and the love and support that we got. It, it's, I, I imagine it's interesting because in, in one regard, you want to keep it private. It's, it's your own struggle. You don't want it out there. And social media mm -hmm. has so many 
bad connotations and so much, but at the same time, it has to give you support. I mean, one of my best friends from college at Oregon State, um, her dad was battling um, that coronavirus and passed away. Mm -hmm. he, and she's super private, didn't oh, want man. anybody really knowing about it. Her sister is <clears throat> out there. Um, mm -hmm. And kind of, I, I, you know, she said, I'm glad my sister actually put it out on social media because it did give my mom and us strength. So just even mm -hmm. seeing the text messages and the messages coming through of, you know, thinking mm -hmm. of you. And I don't know about you, but just the, the amount of people that maybe you reconnected with that you haven't spoken to in years was probably uplifting too. Oh, definitely. And that's one thing too. I mean, similar to what you were just saying with your friend, it's, I'm that type of person. I didn't really want to say anything and I'm a mm -hmm. private person, but it, at the same time, you almost need that. You almost need to hear that you have that many people in your corner and it helps you, it helps you get through it. It helps yeah. you kind of put your head down and know, Hey, I can't, you know, I can't give up on something like this. I got, I got too much, you know, I got too much support. I can't let anybody down. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I connected with guys that, I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, I still keep in contact with a lot of guys, yeah, but, yeah. um, I mean, I thought it was nice. I hadn't talked to, I hadn't talked to Sean since I left there and Sean sent me a nice text saying he was nice. praying for me. And, um, I mean, guys like, I mean, obviously I talked to Brandon quite a bit still Brandon and, and Marcus Wheaton and, yeah. uh, Rashad. I mean, a lot of guys that were in my class that I had a good, you know, good relationship with there, but it was nice to hear from them. It was yeah. nice to hear from a lot of former guys and, and fans as well. I mean, like I said, people who don't know me from green paint, they, <laughs> I mean, they were, you know, keeping me, keeping me going through it. So it was, um, we were very appreciative of all That's of it. That's great. Great. And two beautiful little girls. So Harper, you said is what a year? Yeah. So Harper will be one next Wednesday. Yeah. And then oldest and one is how old? Lily. Lily will be three at the end of May. Oh, wow. So you do have yeah. your hands full. Yeah, it's fun, <laughs> though. It's They they keep you on your toes, but yeah. it's, uh, it's a blast. I mean, we, we are so thankful to have, have them in our lives. Yeah, it's that's, been fun. That's so awesome. Um, okay, so let's just, totally changing gears here, let's have a little fun. Okay. Um, you had kind of, it was, it was a crazy ride. I remember, I remember mm -hmm. the ad in the paper when you had to take that start at BYU, like the, the <laughs> student newspaper had the in Baz we trust. And yeah. what is your, if thinking back, favorite memory as a beaver? Favorite memory as a beaver, obviously probably that game. That game. Um, that game was pretty, when you're in the moment, you don't really think about it too much and you don't want to get, you know, too worked up. But you, in a situation like now where, you know, I can look back on that. It was a, it was a very special moment for, for me and my family too, and my parents. And, um, that's something I'll never forget. I mean, that, my whole time there was, was great. And, and the, you know, I was so thankful to even play in games and participate and, and, um, have a little bit of success. But, um, the, that game is something I'll, I'll never forget. And, uh, you know, I still, uh, um, I still look back and, I have the game on on DVD, so if I'm <laughs> down or, or or need to remind myself that I or show my girls, hey, dad, yeah. dad used to be okay. I could put that <laughs> on and watch it. <laughs> You're gonna need to pull that out when they're a little older. I know. Yeah, that's true. They're, when they roll their eyes at you when you're, you know, dad played yeah. college football, and they'll be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, they'll probably say, oh, not this again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was such a fun season, though. I mean, that year, um, you guys so overachieved. And um, gosh, well, the, the bowl game didn't end great. But that was the last bowl game I think Oregon State's played in. Is that right? Uh, we played we played in the Hawaii Bowl my last year. Okay, okay, Hawaii That's Bowl. Where we, we, that, yeah, okay, we that won. was the last bowl. But that was State's the last in? game. Yeah, that was the last one, I think. But. Do you follow the Beavers anymore? Oh, yeah, of course okay. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Those couple of years, went, I mean, it was hard to watch. Yeah. And, uh, um, but, I mean, last year was – was really fun to watch. I mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed turning on the games and, and they were competitive. And I think that coach Smith has the, you know, has the program going in the right direction. It's, I think it's very exciting, especially for former guys too, yeah. to, to be able to, you know, be proud of, of your alma mater and watch them, you know, win big games and be competitive again. Yeah. I mean, how, how does that make you feel? I mean, I don't know. Have you had a chance to at least hear or talk to coach Smith at all? I have not. No, unfortunately, we were actually. I was bummed. We were. I was all signed up to go to the um, the golf tournament this past weekend. The, yeah. They had the alumni golf tournament that they always did with Coach Riley for the spring yeah. game, but unfortunately, we you know they had yeah. to cancel that. So, but you know, I was looking forward to doing that. Hopefully, they they do it again next year and the years to come, and I'll make a trip up there to do it. I mean, does it is it as a, as an organizer? I mean, I, I spoke with Ev about this earlier you know, it's, it's a different place, right? I mean, it's once mm-hmm. you go to Oregon State, it kind of gets in your blood, doesn't it? And so having a former player, a quarterback that, you know, quarterback, probably the greatest Oregon State team ever, and Coach Smith, back. Mm-hmm. I mean, how big is that, do you think? How much does that help Oregon State? I think it helps a lot because it's it's somebody who who has had success there and knows what it takes to win there. I mean, like you said, it's a – it's a unique place and it's, I can see from a coaching standpoint, recruiting standpoint, it's probably not the easiest place to recruit guys to. But I mean, if you have somebody who knows the type of player that it takes to win there and the type of program they want to build and, and obviously what it takes to win big games and win, you know, Fiesta Bowls like he did, then um, I think it was a shot in the arm that the program needed making that change and going with somebody like him. And I think watching them last year, you could tell that there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more juice, a lot more enthusiasm with the, with the team. And um, it's something that's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I don't know if you follow during the coach Anderson years, but you know, covering that team when coaching, I mean, coach, they had a head coach that left quit on them partway through the season. That was a team that was so broken. I mean, at the end of the year, I talked to mm-hmm. so many players and parents who the kids were just done. They were like, I don't even like football anymore. I, I just want to be done with this. So to see what Coach Smith has done in flipping that culture, I mean, you know, culture is so important to a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to see the, the guys he's bringing back. Coach Anderson didn't reach out to a lot of the, the former players. And so to bring the golf tournament, and, and then you have a couple guys, Mike Doctor and, and James Rogers back on staff. It's, uh, it, it feels kind of like, like the old days. Yeah, and that's something where, I mean, Oregon State only for the longest time knew one way because Coach Riley was so successful and had been there for so long. So um, I think that's important to bring guys back and guys who were part of that program and had success. And, um, I mean, Coach Smith obviously knows that. And that's, you know, it was unfortunate that it had to get away from that that um, with Coach Anderson. But um, 
you know, everything happens for a reason. I think yeah, that he, it's, it's in a better, the organization's in a much better spot right now with coach Smith and, you know, in there than, um, than anybody else. I think he's perfect for that job. So coach Riley, speaking of coach Riley, coach Riley is, I mean, you have to have a good coach Riley story. Any good coach Riley story besides his Jiminy Christmas when he's really, really mad. Yeah, I can't really think of any. You know, I, I, I can't, that's, that's kind of sad that I can't really think of any at the top of my head because, you know, I spent a lot, we had, you know, being a quarterback, you spent yeah. a lot of time with them. Um, just, I mean, just always remember what a genu- genuine guy he is. I mean, that's something that all of his former players always say. And um, you always knew that, that he, he was, he had your best interest in mind. I mean, he was a player's guy and he was obviously, um, you know, a good coach an intelligent coach, but just how he would react to different, you know, situations was uh, something, you know, like you said, the Jiminy Christmas and the, the use of his way of using um, words was unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he never really got that. I mean, he got mad, but it was so funny that you'd be like, Okay, that's what most- that's what I could think of. I mean, not a really funny story, but you could just you almost you, you didn't want to laugh, but you kind of like <laughs> holding anytime he'd get mad, it was almost amusing. It was yeah, kind of funny because yeah. you're like, oh man, I'm not used to that. It was a good good change of pace. Yeah, you got a Jiminy Christmas. You knew you were in trouble. How oh about yeah. The hit did. The hoorays? did you guys laugh at those, or were they like something you guys embraced? Oh, we embraced them for sure. Okay. That was something we looked forward to. Yeah, at first when you first hear it, though, you're kind of. <laughs> You're kind of looking around at everybody like, are we really doing this? But uh, after, I mean, after a while, especially when you go through, um, you know, like we did that one year where you go through a season that doesn't, you know, go your way and you don't have as many of those. So then once you get back to once get, you get back those, to some hip hips, yeah, hip hip hoorays <laughs> at the end of the, the end of games that you're winning, then you want to keep that going. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Cody, I don't want to take up more of your time, but I appreciate you joining the damn cast. Second show look at that second show it's always so fun to see you tell your family hello and uh look forward to talking with you again soon i'm so glad you're healthy and feeling better and give those girls a hug all right i will thank you so much for having me angie Appreciate of course. It. take care all right. all right bye